Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again with another episode, and I'm excited about this one. I just had an opportunity to really learn so much more about my brother, Mr. Chris Ross. Chris, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Dream Nation, what's shaking? What's shaking? So I hope um, everyone is doing well out there, and I appreciate Casanova actually inviting me on the show and inspiring your listeners and to do different things. And hopefully I'm able to bring some type of level of value and people to get implement in their lives and have a positive change for sure. So thank you Man. for having me on. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun show. I have no doubt about that. I always love to start the show. And I don't know if you've listened before, but I love to start the show by comparing entrepreneurs, us as entrepreneurs, thought leaders, change makers to superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly putting on that cape. We're flying around the world. I know you are coming to us from London right now. And we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. Again, I know that you are. But the question that I always love to pose is we know who Superman is. But a lot of the times we really don't know who that Clark Kent is on the inside behind the S on the chest. And so my question to you is we know who the Superman is that we know today as Chris Ross, but who is that Clark Kent and what's behind that S on the chest? That's a really good question. And no, I haven't heard your, the opening question. And I'm always open to having someone throw me a curveball or beginning. It really gives me a lot of joy. So <laughs> I'm excited about answering this way. Oh yeah. The person behind that S on my chest is the same kid coming from Charleston, South Carolina that was just so confused. All I've ever done in my life is just become a little bit more aligned and open and shedding the layers of my true inner self from the essence of myself. And that's what life is all about, is when you're very first born into this world, we're all born into the world and have very unique, special gifts. And everyone else in the world, depending on where you come from, they're projecting and they're dumping things onto you and you have all these different layers on you. Well, your job in, in, until the day you die is to shed these layers and go back to the true inner essence of you, the true version, and discovering that. I've heard someone say to me, maybe it's a saying, something, it kind of gives me, it makes my blood boil. They'll say, you need to find yourself. No, you need to create yourself. Mm. Create yourself from wherever you come from in the world. Like success is a choice. Like living, a, this is a choice. You make these decisions and choices and whatever your decisions and choices that you have made in your past have led you to your current situation. So whatever that is for you, you need to ask yourself some really difficult questions about why you're here. Who are you? And I love that first question of behind the S in the chest. Like I'm the same cat that is maybe sitting at home right now, jobless and may have two kids or they, they have all these things and they're searching for all these things that they need to learn or acquire and skills and all. 
You just need to shed all these layers and figure out what inspires, what get, brings you joy, and then finding out, are you good about it? Are, are you good about doing whatever it is? It's going to bring you joy if you're good at it. And dedicate every ounce of your effort into mastering that craft. Mm. And I if you're it. able to do that, you can make an impact with people and do it on a high level and make any type of money you want to ever manifest in your life. So to answer your question, that's me is like I, but the only difference is, is I discovered and, and shedded those layers and put in the hard work. So I appreciate that question. I was good. Absolutely. Let me ask him for you. At what point did you hit your lowest point to where you felt like you weren't living in your purpose? Because for a lot of people right now, they have this opportunity to make a pivot because COVID's around all around the world. And maybe they've gotten furloughed or maybe they've gotten fired or maybe they've just gotten exposed to the digital world and understanding that every opportunity is there for them. But what they don't know is how to recognize that this is the time to make the pivot. They don't under, they're like, okay, maybe I'll just stick this out for another two months, three months or whatever it is. Was there a moment that clicked for you where you were like, man, I'm not living in my greatest calling. There's a few, there's a few different times. And I think everyone or every entrepreneur or thought leader or whatever you want to call us comes to pivots and comes to crossroads in their journey and figuring out what's actually going to help me and what's going to, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? There's some dark times that I've had that growing up, my older sister passed away when I was young, that sent me on a different trajectory in my life. I went to the military, passed up a baseball scholarship, said to hell with it. I was running away and I had an issue of running away from pain. Mm. And that's what's happened. We see this with the world is people are running away from pain and running away from things that make them feel uncomfortable. You need to lean into that. If you lean into, you can discover the hidden gifts behind that pain. There's a there's a prize behind. Give me an example it. of leading into it. Right, leaning in. Like, so, say for instance, and I had something, and I'll give you something very, be very vulnerable. It, when my daughter was born, I struggled with before she was born. I've always struggled with being un, being vulnerable enough to, and that's the first time I ever cried of and being uh, tears of joy. And it was the most exhilarating moment of my life. It was the most th like terrifying moment of my life, cutting the cord. And I didn't know up until then that time is where my ex and, and whatnot of whatever our relationship dissolved, it sent me on a different wave and I had to lean in. So for me to be the best father in the world, I needed to lean in and experience that pain of being vulnerable because I never loved something as much as I would have loved. And it's being, you have to be vulnerable. So right. we're, we're men, right. raised around as generations that we're not taught <laughs> to show pain or showing being vulnerable. I can hear it in my dad's, my voice. You're going to make yourself sick. Why are you crying? Like those types man of up. things. Right. You're man up. What's wrong with you? I'm going to send you home, send you home and talk to your mama or whatever that was. Right. But, but when you don't deal with that, like I'm, I'm going to teach my daughter to know her, her emotions and dealing with her emotions or everybody that I talk to. And because you're more relatable that way. And that was a very dark time for me going through that. And I had a, it's kind of like, I was very successful. It was made, you know, eight figures. How is this person? If I was bought into the identity of being successful, mm. Chris is good, right? Makes, makes monies, businesses and whatnot. But I've had to, I had to go back in at that time and do all the hard work and put it in. 
This is pre you're right before COVID. And I had to put in that hard work. So waking up 5 a.m. and realigning and mind, body, spirit, putting in the work and checking in with myself to make sure that I'm aligned and feeling pain. Like in mm-hmm. re-anchoring certain emotions when it's tied into other stories that maybe are not even real life, but I've told myself those lies and believed it now to be true. And I had to realign it and take a different emotion and put something positive there to make mm. sure that I'm, because I'm working on my daughter's opinion of me, not right now, of my opinion of me at, when she's 35. Mm. That's how hard I'm putting in this work. So I owe it to her to put in that work, to become 100% the best father that I can be. And of course, that over, that overspills on all the other areas of my life. Right. I become a more a better entrepreneur, a better listener, like showing more empathy being very putting myself in, in a customer's shoes. And because a lot of companies, they try to say that they're customer centric, but they're really not through their actions. But mm. you put yourself in those shoes. So to go into that, that, if I had to pick out one moment, it was a recent moment and 10 months ago that I had to, I had to, I had to ask myself some really difficult questions and go through a really traumatic experience. So I come out on the other side and put in the work. A lot of people, this COVID stuff, you're, you're going to know who put in the work during this time in the mm. next two years. Wow. I love that you said you had to ask yourself some difficult questions because I think that we all get to a point, even if you're not at a breaking point, even if things are really good for you and it feels like it, a lot of the times, just like you said, we run from the pain, right? Because it's so easy, especially if you don't have accountability, it's so easy to say, nah, that's not really pain. Nah, that's not, it's just a crazy voice when you know that it keeps coming back to you because it's in your heart. So my question to you is, did you have any, when you were first deciding that you were going to make this pivot and realign yourself, figure out who you were at your deepest core and be able to operate in that every single day, was there accountability there or was the accountability only within yourself? Or did you have to go out and get a coach or join a mastermind group? What did that look like? What it looked like for me, I had asking myself some difficult questions. I knew what I needed to do. I, I had that a the awareness of it. I knew what needed to be done, but I didn't want to go through the journey and doing it myself. The only way for me to hold myself accountable was to, I wouldn't say get my, the co-host for my show and co-founder for one of my businesses, West Bay's involved. I know that if I told him exactly what was happening in my life and what I was experiencing, cause he's a, he's a new dad. So he knew what, and he was raised in a similar culture that I was raised in like a hard generation. That's what's wrong with this generation. Now they're soft because they haven't felt any type of adversity. As soon as they're faced with a little bit of adversity, they run. So the only way for me to hold myself accountable, if I knew if I told him that that was my way of holding myself accountable, because I knew that he was going to check in with me because what he's feeling, I'm feeling and what I'm feeling, he's going to feel because a lot of people, they don't understand our dynamic because we've done a lot of great things alone. We've done a lot of great things together. And we now we have a podcast show that's blown up. I'm so grateful for, but me holding myself accountable is me reaching out to him and saying, listen, here's what's really happening. Here's what I'm going to have to go through. I need you to hold me accountable to this because if I knew if I didn't get him involved or getting someone that I, cause I knew I trusted him with everything I had. Yeah. I would trust him with all the money that I ever had. I trust him. If something ever happened to me, I would trust him to be able to take care of my daughter and making sure that she's good. You see what I'm saying? So that level of trust, a lot of people don't have that. So they might have to reach out to someone 
else. They might have to reach out to a group or a coach or whatnot, because that's, I never like had, I've had a lot of mentors in my life that point me in the right direction, but I never learned something from them that I can put my finger on. Mm. I've, I've learned from other people's mistakes. I've learned from just observing. I observe everything, man. I'm just always, I'm just a curious mind. I'm always going to ask the what, when, why diagnostic questions, what, when, why, how questions, and then what would I do differently? And I take this a little bit from someone and put it in here and I'll debunk that, move it out the way. So it's, that's me, but holding myself accountable is the, is the only way for me to be able to approach that and leaning into that pain. And when I leaned in now, it's just every, every battle I win, man, it's every day. The biggest battle is at 5 a.m. I know a long, no alarm clock needed, no batteries included. I wake, I wake up, I wake up. It's powerful. Your subconscious mind controls your life. A lot of people, they aren't going to be quiet enough or be, I guess you would say, be alone in their own thoughts enough to understand what's actually happening in their subconscious. And re- you can rewire your, you can rewire your whole life right now. Like and change it right then, but they're not going to put in that work. Hmm? Was there a book or anything that allowed you to, to tap into that? Cause when you first, someone right now that's listening or watching this and they say, you right. know what? I love it. I want to actually really align. I, I, I can, I completely agree with what he's saying. Where do I start? It starts with you just being alone in your own thoughts. Stop and just get really calm. You can't do it like laying in bed. Just sit down on the end of your bed and your feet are on the ground and your your hands are on hands open on your lap. I'm not saying you meditate and whatever people believe they meditate. I'm just not going to sit at home and go, hum, I'm just not that guy. But I need to feel what I'm feeling. First, you need to be aware of what's happening within your own body. And just be calm. And if you can't get quiet, for 15 seconds or 30 seconds, they move on to 45 seconds, move on to a minute and then just debunk and write down. I, I keep notepads everywhere in my house. Mm. So at 5 a.m., I don't take any technology in my room and I brain dump. I write out everything that's in on that I'm feeling or experiencing at that time. And when you're writing all this out, then you can start reverse engineering. Why are you, at, why are you thinking of these? Because you can't control your thoughts. Right. You can direct them to a positive outlet. But first, you need to get organized. I'm just one of those types of minds. I need to know what's happening for me to process the information. And once I'm, I don't need to know have all the information. I just need to have enough information for me to implement and move. So if I'm, if I can give anyone a piece of advice, yeah, you can reach out to a book or an audio book or however you like to consume content. But you follow your gut first. Follow your intuition. Mm. Follow you. If you pay attention, your subconscious may be. Inside your subconscious, everything you need to be successful is there. You just need to discover that. So it's not about creating yourself. When you're creating, you're creating yourself from that subconscious of what's available. So what's, you know, what Tony Robbins, the great Tony Robbins says, um, what's wrong is available, always available. What's right is always available. Right. And I, I believe in a lot of his messages, a lot of his things. But when you're talking about mani- manifesting certain things, you can't manifest anything if you're not being conscious of what the energy that you're actually possessing and transferring into people. A lot of, and I transfer energy into people because I'm plugged into my energy source and my energy source is serving and making an impact with others. So if I'm talking to you right now and talking to your audience, if I'm talking, I'm transferring energy into you. Facts. And from, from what the emotions or impact that I'm making with you, good or bad, I'm going to pick up on it using my emotional intelligence. And there's a good chance because my intention's pure. 
I'm trying to serve. I'm trying to make an impact with you. That energy is going to come right back into me. And it's just recycling. I love that, man. Let me, so here's what I want to know. You have so much wisdom. At what point did you decide that you really wanted to get into business? Because you're, you're talking about the spiritual world and that has a whole place in itself. That's a huge yeah. problem for people to be able to understand who they are first and foremost, but then being able to align that with business is something that's totally different. Yes. A lot of people, they don't know how to run even one business that you've been very successful at running multiple. And on top of that, you've been running multiple businesses from not even in your same country. So where did the business acumen come from? Did you always have this? Did you grow up in a world of entrepreneurship? What did that look like? Great question. I learned something at a very young age. Like my dad worked two to three jobs his whole life and didn't buy my mom a house or build my mom a house until I think 18 years after they were married. And so I lived right next door to my grandparents and I've, which I've was, I'm so blessed to have this opportunity of being raised around um, older, a generation, you know what I mean? Like world war two type of people. Right. And a lot of kids don't have that type of opportunity and they you know, come from Italian family. It's kind of like, it's weird because you get, when we had a brief conversation about this, I understand the immigrant type of feel because of them. And what they've had to go through. They weren't entrepreneurs. They weren't that. But they, I learned from all my family and the circle of influence. We all lived on one street. And it was weird. The whole family did. And I learned crazy amount of work that I knew a value of a dollar. I knew how to work. And when I moved from that, and I'm telling you this because I wanted the listeners to really understand this. When I moved from there to uh, the subdivision, it was like I felt like I went to like real life. Holy shit. There's actually people in the world. Right. right? It was like, before it was the, like you were living yeah. in like Mayberry. Yeah. Now it was like weird. Yeah. Like LA. <laughs> it was so weird. And I, I mean, of course, my dad's working two to three jobs. Just built my mom a house and he's working even harder. We didn't have a lot of money. And this is during a time of I'm like 12 years old. I, of course, I want to wear Timberlands and Tommy Hilfiger. And I'm like, I was like, I played, I was good in sports. So I wasn't, I was popular, but I didn't want to wear hobos and stuff like that. And those right. kicks. Mm -hmm. So my dad's, I've been teaching you things your whole life. You've got subdivisions. you got, you got these people on every coal site. They can, they're older. They can't cut their grass. They can't rake their leaves. Go do something. Hey. I had a business at freaking 12 years old. I would go and I started cutting grass, making a little bit of money. Then, then I expanded, bought more equipment. And then I started having people, because <laughs> I was my territory. I had people cutting grass for me, me making money from that. So I was always, I learned that from my father. And it was that if you have certain skills and certain things that you already possess, turn it into something, go make money. Any right. day that ends in why you're going to, you have to make money. Cause if you're not making money, you're not doing, you're just, you, what, what's going to happen. You're going to lose your business. Got to make money. You're going to lose your livelihood. Right. You're going to lose it all. And I come from that world. I grew up eating mayonnaise sandwiches and stuff like that. So I can go back to that world, but I don't want to live that world. It's my, it's my, it success is a choice. Being rich is a choice. Rich is a state of mind. Rich right. isn't making money. It's about making an impact, right? So that from that age, and then I went to the military and came out of the military, went to college. And then what made me want to go really go into entrepreneurship is I was one of the top recruiters in the nation for about six to seven years. And I was rubbing elbows with people that made crazy money. Screw your money. And I was like, I'm making the companies millions of dollars each week. And I'm only making 128 a year. This is, this is a crime. Right. <laughs> like, like these guys are buying yachts and stuff. I'm like, what is going on, man? Like once I started rubbing elbows with people, 
that it's all about success is all about exposed to what you're right. exposed to in life. When you're exposed to certain things that opened my eyes, I never thought it would be possible to own a business like that. And I was like, never like, and of course they were telling me, they were like, listen, you're one of the best in the game of doing this. You can do this on your own, but I don't want to lose you as an employee. What they did was it gave me, I sat down and they, I went through some things on how I can transfer all the things that I've learned during that time into making a business. Of course, it started off just as me and then it's built and built. And now we have over 300 something employees, which I'm so blessed and grateful for. But it all started with me going, I think I have what it takes. Mm. I think I have what it takes. A lot of they're not they're, they're scared. Oh, and that's a security thing. I remember telling it's so funny and I want to get too long winded with this. I have a tendency to do that. But I still remember the conversation with my father when I decided to go into entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I called him and said, I think I want to start. a. am going to start my own business. He goes, what are you stupid? What are you stupid? No, you you have it set. You like you're. I was at a regional. Like I was. You were set. You're set for life. That's a completely different mindset. And what? And and so in the beginning, after he says that, did you second guess yourself? No, no, no. I knew I. And I learned this from actually just being exposed to the right people. Like my vision, your vision. Everyone has their own vision. It's your vision. You don't need to explain that vision for everyone to get it. Mm. Don't you don't need to communicate everything in your vision. You just need to make that vision work. And if you're if you are if you're clear about what you need to accomplish and what you need to do, you're going to go after it. Because there's no one in life is going to hand you anything. No one's going to care about your business or about this podcast or anything that you do as much as you. I love it. And when you come to when you come to that realization. It'll change your life. Like my mom is not going to come save me. My dad's not going to come save me. I got, you know, we talk about more money, more problems, Biggie. That's just right. real. It is real. <laughs> more money, more problems. There's, there's a lot of problems. There's People always going to be a problem. And that's where you have legal teams. You have, I submit information to my legal team. They take care of it. And they'll serve them with papers or whatever that it's, it, you just got to keep doing what you love to do and never lose sight on why you're doing it. Once you make that happen and make that decision, Success is just going to happen. It's just something that we it's something that we manifest every day. It's something I create every day. Like when you meet entrepreneurs that just keep going from business to business to business to business and doing great things and turning everything they touch turns into gold. It has everything to do with this. They believe in their mind they're the best at what they do. It might not be true, but in their mind, they're the best at what they do. And in my mind, I'm the best at what I do for a living. I'm the best at what I do. Man, I love that. I just did a video on this yesterday talking about first and foremost, for anybody to have resiliency in anything, you have to believe that you are worthy of the result or the outcome, mm-hmm. right? Love that. That's what I, I think you have to believe it because if you believe that up front, now it's just a process of reverse engineering, right? People will actually make it to the NFL or the NBA or any high level sport. It right? doesn't even have to be those. Anything, they already believe that they're an NBA athlete. Now I just got to put in the work every day. I got to figure out who's that trainer that can train me to get there. I got to figure out what's the best system for me. But I'm already an NBA player. I just haven't got there yet. But then what happens? Four years go by. Next thing you're at a, a top university. And then another four years go, or yeah, four years go by. You're at a top university. Another four years go by. Right. You're you're on the draft stage. So I love that point. Let's talk about for a lot of people right now, 
They're starting a company, maybe. Or maybe they've already started this company. Things are going okay. But now because of this pandemic and people's eyes being exposed to the fact that they maybe don't need a $60,000 lease or a $30,000 lease or whatever. And so they're looking at, okay, I want to hire more people. I want to get some of my time back and I want to do it virtually. But I don't even know where to start. How have you been able to... One, be okay. Were you always okay with having virtual teams and not having people in your office right there no. with you? No, I, I didn't. I didn't because I was a micromanager at the beginning. Mm. So I felt like no one was going to do it as well as I was going to do it. And I struggled with that and being, and I struggled with being a perfectionist. And that was something that I failed in my first year at entrepreneurship. It wasn't all like these eight figures and stuff like that, but at the beginning, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, I did very well for my first year. I made, I think I was close to around 600 to 700K, mm. which is great money, but I was only left with around like 30K at the end of the year after paying taxes and paying for everything and doing whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, this, w- what happened? Right. Like, how did I make all this money and I spent all, invested all this time? What happened? Like, I just didn't structure deals properly. I didn't, I missed a lot of holes. There was, I needed to reach out to the right people. And I was, luckily I was indirectly like enrolling students for a program internationally through different companies that do a lot of lead gens and whatnot. And I was, I was producing a company over millions of dollars each and every month. And I was making good coin. That's where you can, you know, definitely leverage and I'm leveraging and setting up deals that way. Like, hey, I'll take on a contract. I'll have my team sell for your company. If you're able to teach me a little bit more in depth about finance. Like, how do I structure? And I structured my deals that way. So I never like paid money or invested money to learn something. I would structure, I would leverage Harder. what I knew, right. leverage my skill to trade off. It's a trade off. I do trade offs all the time. So like when I'm having conversations with people like, listen, I'll get on a call with you. I'll personally mentor you and point you in the right direction for three calls. If you're able to show me X, Y, Z, I look for explicit knowledge. I don't look for like a long, drawn out program. I look for explicit knowledge for me to implement and move. That's the way, best way for me to do it. But to mm-hmm. answer, go back into your question and go into the virtual world where I struggle with that. I come to a decision where I'll say, is it's done up to 70% of my expectation? I need to get it out there. So I'm going to hire people that have the same core values that I have and what I'm trying to accomplish and the missions that I'm living by and living core values. Right? I built my business off the core values that I learned from the military. I took the same type of structure and just put, moved it over to business world. It's the same thing. Military teaches you some great stuff. And you just got to pay attention if you're paying attention. But taking that and transferring that into a business. So I, what I did is I hired up to that capability, that 70%. I hired people for that 70% of whatever that was and creating more time for myself. Once I was able to do that, then I built in the accountability piece of reports and all that information. I'm the kind of person where I don't need a lot of information. I just need the right information. And I, and I built a culture and created this culture over years that I, they're all new entrepreneurs and I'm teaching them how to become an entrepreneur through me leading them. I don't want people working with me. I don't say working for me. They work with me. I don't want them to be here that long, but they don't want to leave because they're learning that much. And I've had people that have been around my business and been with me over five years and they're still making, they're making their own businesses and making money, but they don't want to leave me because they're part of that journey as how I make them feel. They're like, I I gotta be around this guy. It's gotta be, it's not that I'm paying them that much money or it's just the opportunity. It's just that well, I'm a trailblazer. I'm blazing the trail and they're coming behind me going, all right, we can take over. And this is what we do, man. And I'm sure you feel the same way 
on, yeah. you know, all the other things that you do, but being virtual, being virtual creates power, especially when you're doing it in different continents and different time zones. When I lay my behind down and sleep at night, my team is grinding, right? They're grinding. I'm creating a 24 seven culture of grinders and hustlers. And that's mm-hmm. all they do is hustle, hustle. And that you can use that term any way you want, but hustle means to me is going towards at a hundred percent of your capability, that potential, that true potential each and every day and maximizing that. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. When I have company, I don't need to time check people. They're going after it. And how does one go ahead. I was just going to say, so how is, is it really just about setting the right expectation up front or like, how did you develop a system to be able to know if you truly have a hustler on your hands? Because for somebody else that's out there to say, yeah, I'm a hustler, but how exactly do I hire for that? Because I don't know where to even find these people. And if I do find them, how can I make sure that they're not smoking mirroring me? Yeah. Smoking. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that you said that. I was just having a conversation about someone with a smoke and mirrors. As soon as you get a little close, you realize they're all full of shit. And they're like, like how especially being around sure. in sales, especially being around in sales, salespeople are just naturally going to lie to you and exaggerate. Okay. <laughs> they're always, they're going to, because that's what they're, they're commission based. They're always going to have a full pipeline or a full, whatever. Oh, it's, it's always going to be that it's not, they tell you 10, but the real number is four. Okay. Well, I have a good, I have a really good way of understanding and sniffing out bullshit pretty quickly with people. Cause I, I know what it takes to make that seven to eight to nine figure. I know what it takes. And I know when someone's giving me crap because if it doesn't add up, like mm. numbers don't lie, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like numbers do not lie. So when I'm asking questions and I'm talking to my team and working with my team, I'm doing what I need to do to put them in a position to win each and every day. That's my job. Mm. My job is to put them in a position to win because I'm, Making an impact, not just with them, it's their communities, their families, their people that are around them, their mindset, what they're experiencing. Like, I'm trying to make an impact on that type of level and doing it positively. So when I talk about bridging a gap between sales, marketing, operation, and fulfillment, it's one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. It's like our motto is what we talk about. Everyone is speaking the same, is one at same drum beat, and right. we're moving. And then some days, drums moving, it's a high beat, high rhythm. Other days, that drum is still beating. It's right. still going, but I have my fingers on the pulse. And how you're able to do that is you have to communicate and really, truly communicate what you're looking for. Here's the reason why I tell, I, I talk a lot more about why than I do about how, how is done through protocol. Why it gives them the true motivation behind it and why it's a necessity and why it's not a, not a should, it's a must for them to accomplish and, 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 enroll this or hit this number. Like, why do, why are we doing this? Why don't forget why you're here. And that's when you do a lot of hiring, I use Colby. Colby's a great testing thing to understand people and the way their brainwaves work. You can do it that way. But I like to ask the question, like, what, what are you truly trying to accomplish at working with us Mm. in life? What can you learn from me and take and manifest into your life? What, why are you really here? And once you find out what's really the motivating factor behind people uh, working with you, then you understand what's going you how to motivate them and drive them. Mm, I love that. Getting somebody to really look at the deep core, I think that that helps a lot of people 
hopefully be able to hire better because that's something that I do with my team as well. Having a full virtual team. I, I, in the beginning, that was something that I really struggled with was being able to know who was giving me the real and not. And and I think the reason why a lot of us struggle is because we always want to give people the benefit of the doubt and the greater good. And a lot of the times you wear your heart on your sleeve. But if you're not one removing the emotion out of it in a sense and being logical and, and saying, hey, I got to ask them this question because I got to know who they are before I bring them into a culture, into a team of people that's already running really fast because you get that one bad hire. And unfortunately, that hire can kill your culture like a cancer. It right, is. So you have it to is. make sure that you figure out what's their inner motivation, because if you can always hit that pain point, whether they have a son, a daughter, their parents that they're trying to get to another country, whatever it might be, then you're going to always be able to speak to their heart and that they'll keep going. So I love what you just said about figuring out the why and the how being a part of the po- protocol, because we can always learn how how to right. do anything. Like how you go about doing anything is always going to change because systems change. That's where I'm on this call right now and, and blessing your audience with any information and whatever they, they consume it, time is changing. Like every second goes by, the world's evolving. Everything is changing. Like it's never about the system. System can be adapt. It can be adaptable to change. If you, if it's run by the right people that are adaptable to change. Mm. I don't want to be the guy that's built one great system. that's been around for five years. I want to be the guy that continues to keep building better systems and better systems and better systems for the next 50 years. I'm right. playing an infinite game when it comes to business, infinite game. I'm right. not playing a finite game. I'm not trying to win like in business or in a market. I can care less what my competitors are doing. They're competitors for reasons. At some point, they're going to join me because they're going to realize that they can't, they're not going to keep chasing me because I'm playing as long as I have the resources available. And I'm sure this is similar to you. I'm going to win right? because I'm willing to die every day to get to my outcome. Man, I love there's, it. there's nothing that you're going to, there's nothing that is ever going to happen that's going to stop me and prevent me, except me. Yeah, I love it. I just said that this morning and I said, comparison is the thief of all joy. Oh man, right? I love that. It yeah. is true. So true. It is. So you true. You can't be looking, when you look at the top, the top, Usain Bolt, right? You look at Usain Bolt. He's never looking around. No, right? you do every once in a while, he'll look and look at what's wrong with you people. He's so man. slow. Right? Like, it, yeah, but he's already gone. Like he's already gone because he knows his own pace. He's already gone. He's not doing it when he's alongside of people. So I love that you said that as well. You learn a lot. You can learn a lot about entrepreneurship through sports. Mm. And it's a lot of transfer, transferable skills. I've interviewed, I've been blessed. I'm so blessed to interview some great minds when it comes to sports and people and what really makes them tick. And the best ones they don't, they're just trying to become 1% better every day. That's all, mm. that's all, that's all, that's all they're focused on. Right. They don't care about anything else. Every other person, how I have an opinion. Like I don't pay attention about pe- people. I love you and I, and I, and I, I appreciate you, but if you get in my way, I'm gonna run you over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run you over. I, and that's just the way that I live. I'm, I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. Like call, call whoever you want to call, but just one thing you won't call me is broke. Because I'm right. going to go after it. Because if you if you signed up for this, if you're lining up next to me going after a target or a goal or whatever that is, and you're lined up, that's going to be a long day for you. Mm. I love that's, that. the, that's the mentality. You see what I'm saying? And you're talking about sports. You're saying, because if anybody was saying, it doesn't matter whoever's next. He's, he's in a competition with himself. Right. That's, 
that's how winning is done. But it goes all back to the very first question. It goes back, but at that behind that S, that's my competitive advantage. Mm. And people go through life and never discovering what their competitive advantage is. And it's heartbreaking to watch. Like they go through life and just, man, and they're just consumed by all this other stuff and they're confused. And you've seen it right now with this election stuff and it's all, everything's smoke and mirrors and it doesn't really mean anything. Talk about racism. There's no race and bullshit. There's racism, everything. I've watched the president on a different level. You see what I'm saying? And, and people that just get thinking I'm white and I'm not white. And I'm in a relationship relationship. My daughter's mixed. You know what I mean? So don't right. get it twisted on me. Like I don't talk like that because I'm not racist. Like I don't see color. I see money. Mm. And I see opportunity and that's money is just a byproduct. It could you imagine what the world would look like if they judged people by success on, on how great they were as a human being. It's so much different. So what's, what's the difference? The difference is people understanding that. And that that's the ones that are going to be around for the next 10, 15, 20 years in business. We'll be on stage one. We're already manifest. I'm, I'm not surprised by the people that I meet. I expect pe- to meet the people that I meet because I put in the work. Facts. Facts. Man, it's, it, and, and I love it. I hope anybody that's listening right now, they really feel it in their soul because when you talked about, like, it's going to be a long day, homie. That's what I already know as well. Like, I, oh, I believe it. You got to believe that you're worthy of it in the beginning. When people ask me, how have I gotten similar to you? I've just been so blessed to get the people on the show, right? Jack Canfield, Dean Grass, like all these right. people. But I knew up front, I had the end in mind. I knew what I was going after. So I knew it was only a matter of time. I tell people now, like, I'm going to bring Will Smith on the show. I'm going to bring Kevin Hart on the show. I'm going to bring Mel Robbins on the show. Those are three people right now that I'm really locked in on. And so when people are like, oh, I know you'll get him. I'm like, you know, I know I'll get him. Like, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I it's already have them. It's just about the, just about the connection. It's just a matter of time. Like, I tell people this a lot. Like, the only thing separating me and you from you right now, or whatever your situation, whoever's listening to this, and the only thing separating us from you is just time and money. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even really time. It's more the money. more we utilize it the right way. Capital solves all problems. It really does. <laughs> it, it really does. I'm if telling you. If you got enough money, you can make just you can make about anything, anything happen. happen. Right. Yeah. You can make it happen. Money just provides more time for you to do what you want to do in life. It just, just so happens tool. that I love what I do for a living. And that's all I want to do. <laughs> because like people talk about work life. No, it's just my life, man. This is just what I do. I don't, I'm never going to burn out unless if when I, if I do ever burn out, it's a good chance that I'm, it doesn't bring me any joy anymore. Oh yeah. I, I definitely know. It is one of the quotes that I say, man, I always say the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. Gotta like, be that's done. from a Drake song. But I always, when I first heard that, I was like, man, that's facts. Like we go hard. And, and I think the best thing that people have is the opportunity to pivot. So many people, they stay stuck in something, but I also think there's a lot of value in knowing when to leave because nobody can ever tell you when your time is done. And I don't mean done on this earth, but your time is done with that product, that service, that energy that you had. Your gut it, will tell you if you're a Aligned, your will. gut will tell you you're into you you if you're I, I don't know maybe it's just that i the way that i was raised my mom would always tell me that and i was raised by some very strong women very strong women and not even talking about my grandfather my father and had the impact that they made in my life but i was raised with some very strong my mom's had eight back surgeries beat cancer and then she was and if she's listening to this she listens to pretty much everything that ever comes out on me and i bless her heart but love it 
she loves her son, but I've I'm Mama watched. Rob. Yeah, and she's she's was adopted twice, and that's a huge thing. Never being good enough, mm. and I've learned something, and just from that beautiful mind, that soul. One person has never gave up on me is my is my mom. No matter what I was ever going through in life, and there's a biggest fan. She's always been my biggest fan. So, mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. But I learned something. You always lead with your heart. You'll never lose. And if you're leading with your heart, you're, you're, there's a good chance, whatever you believe in life, God, I believe in God, if you believe in the universe or whatever you believe in energy, you'll find it. You'll find the right way. If you're paying attention, you'll be tied in. You'll be very intuitive. You'll be like, listen, something don't feel right. I don't know why it doesn't feel right. That's your, in- you listen to that. That's when you, you need to pay attention. Hmm. Pay attention. Then you can make the right moves and the right adjustments. Like it always comes to you first thing in the morning. Your mind's the most impressionable in the first 15 to 25 minutes of every day. And here's mm. what happens when people wake up. They touch this stupid box. They touch whatever they're touching. I don't know. They're consumed. They're controlled by so many other things in life. Check in with yourself when you wake up. You owe it to yourself to become the best version of yourself. You owe it to yourself. Don't, don't, you can, you can suppress it and you'll run away from your emotion. People do it by alcohol, they do it by drugs, they do it by eating, whatever they might be. Stop running away from it and lean into it. Because mm. you're a survivor, man. man. If you lean into it every day, you're not going to die leaning into pain unless you jump off a building. I'm not saying jump off a building or anything. We're not Superman. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is just, just embrace everything. If you're living a shitty life, it comes from your decisions and choices that put you in that. Well, take accountability for that. Man, I love it. I just got one last question for you. It's a question that I ask everyone. And that is, there's somebody out there that loves your energy. They love your path and they want to blaze a path that's similar to yours. But they have that little voice in their head. And you talked about it earlier. That little voice, uh, that's subconscious. But it also says that they're not smart enough. They're not strong enough. Or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave that person with to get them to just take action? Put your fingers on your pulse. If you can feel your heart beating, that's one thing that's beating inside you that you did nothing for Mm. to deserve. Nothing. If a heart and it's still beating and you can breathe, you can see, you can talk, you can understand information, you can move, whatever that is, you can... You have a shot. It means God has not, is basically saying to you or whatever you believe in life that you're, you have still have work to do. Go get after it. Don't worry about, don't give me an excuse. Don't give me any of that stuff. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I've had all these people in school. I've, I, I was dyslexic growing up. I couldn't read. I used to, I remember when I was a kid, like, Sitting there and dreading, you know, who you're getting, like sweating, like, I hope they don't call on me to read out loud. It's going to suck. Right. It's going to be embarrassing. And I didn't want to read out loud. I was stuttering. And when I used to have the same people that picked on me in school and mocked me and ridiculed and all these different things, ask me for jobs now. Hmm. Don't, don't lose sight on what you want, man. If you believe in your heart that you, you deserve whatever you're going after, go after it. Don't worry about everybody else. It's, remember, it's your vision. It's not for everybody else. That's yours. Protect it. There you have it. For anybody that wants to stay connected with you, where can they find you at? 
I'm easy, man. ChrisRossOfficial.com is used as one landing spot. The win-win effect, the podcast that we have, I would love to have you on soon. Here's the win-win effect. You get on every major platform. We do have a Facebook community if you want to learn more about. So I go live a lot Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and I'm just free trainings or nothing. There's nothing inside of my Facebook groups that people trade money for something. Never. It's not about what I do. I'm, I have activities where I make a lot of coin and I do what I do for a living. And the stuff that you see on social media stuff, I can point you in the right directions, but I'll never, you'll never pay for anything with me. If it's free, it's me, man. So go to the Facebook community. It's go Winject Inc. W-I-N-J-E-C-T Inc. And you'll find us in Winject Incorporation. But yeah, it's fun, man. But I look forward to seeing what how this comes out and how it's delivered, anything you need from me, anything. I'm an open book, man. Really, truly am. I love it. There you have it, Dream Nation. We'll definitely have him back again. But just as he said, you got to own up and you got to take action because your vision is for you. And if you don't take action on that dream, that vision that you have, it will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.